Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Halos in the Infield Weekly Roundup Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chase, and this is... Hey, this is Andrew. I'm also a host. I'm host number two. So. Yeah, we've, we've been doing this a few weeks, <laughs> and we still don't have the intro down. But uh, let's just shoot over to the headlines. A Padres player hits for the third cycle in team history. An all-star pitcher has signed a two-year extension, and a White Sox fan favorite has announced his retirement. All right, so to start us off, we have Jake Cronenworth for the Padres with the first cycle of his career. Uh, He hit it versus the Nats. What do you think? You know, I think that's really exciting. Uh, You know, I've been following the Padres as one of my teams for a long time, and this is their third uh, cycle in team history. They've all happened within the last six years, first two being Matt Kemp and the second being Will Myers. So this is always big news for the Padres fans. I'm sure they're really excited. And mm-hmm. it also happened in a game where they scored 24 runs. So <laughs> good time for the for the Padres fans over there. Yeah, good stuff. And how about Jake Cronenworth? His first couple of years have been very good. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people don't say that you can steal a trade away from the Rays, but uh, <laughs> that trade's looking really good for the Padres. Yeah, and who did they uh, trade away? So they got Tommy Pham and they got Jake Cronenworth in a trade for uh, Hunter Renfro. And I'm blanking on the second name right now. One second. Yeah, Hunter Hunter Renfro. Uh, he, he's a pretty good outfielder, but I don't think he's quite worth Tommy Pham and uh, Jake Cronenworth. No, definitely not. Um, that trade has not worked out well for the Rays at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, I think, hit like 180 for them. Mm-hmm. So just was a total bust. And now he's tearing it up for the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, he's had a real good turnaround year. Yep. So not only did they bring Jake uh, or bring Hunter Renfro into the division, but he's actually performing well against them. So it's a double hitter for them. Yeah. So great stuff from Jake Cronenworth. Uh, next up, we have another thing from that series, and it was a shooting outside Nats Park. Uh, it's a little unfortunate to report on, but outside the third base gate on uh, Saturday's game. They had a shooting that injured three, and the fans fled out through the center field and right field gates, as well as you had some people coming from the stands into the dugouts. It was it was a crazy scene, and if you want to see any of that, look it up on YouTube. It's it's really interesting to see how people reacted in that kind of situation. Yeah, the, the, watching the footage was really eerie, just seeing all the fans just kind of flood out towards the, the outfield exits. Mm-hmm. Um, just hearing the announcer come on the PA system and ordering people uh, not to leave the stadium because it wasn't safe. I, you know, there were, uh, I think we talked about there's three people that were injured in the shooting and, you know, that's, that's a travesty if anyone's injured, injured in a shooting. So mm-hmm. it's just, I'm just glad that it wasn't a lot more damage. We've seen a lot of bad shootings in the past. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw it, but like from the there was a camera in like the center field concourse where you could just see a bunch of people running out of the stadium. Yeah, I mean, you you hear about concerts and things like that where someone like yells fire. Like it could have been bad. It could have been stampeding. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and it, it was just so hard to get info early on in uh, in the situation. Like I was just watching Twitter for a good hour. And just slowly and slowly, different differing reports came in from different people, and it was just all conflicting evidence, and it was like just confusing. Yeah, I was I was actually watching the game live, um, and right before it went to commercial, there you could just hear like the the sounds of the gunshots, but it sounded like fireworks were going off in the background. Yeah, and you can kind of see people start to react, and then it cut to commercial, and then when it came back, that's when 
you know, they started talking about everything that was going on. Just, I mean, I, you know, when you're watching it live, it's really eerie. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Well, we're going to move on from that. And next up, we have Lance Lynn. He has signed a two-year extension with the White Sox for $18.5 million per year with a club option for $18 million for 2024 with a $1 million buyout. Yeah, what what a steal for the White Sox. This guy is maybe the best pitcher in the American League right now. Mm-hmm. He's a 199 ERA. Uh, for the last three years, he's been averaging about seven wins above replacement for 162 games. The guy's just a stud. Uh, anytime you can get a pitcher like that for under $20 million and for, you know, two years of more control, you got to do it. Yeah. And his stuff will play for a while. He's a, he's a bigger guy, but he'll just, he'll just dart you up and he doesn't throw super hard. He doesn't throw anything super, super nasty, but he just gets guys out. Yeah. Does he kind of remind you of like the, what the bad guy would look like in like a baseball movie in the nineties, <laughs> like like the, the big beefy star that would just like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of reminds me of Bartolo Colon. Yeah, he does, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess Bartolo Colon played for the White Sox, so he wouldn't be the White Sox version of him. Yeah, yeah. Is there How many teams did Bartolo Colon play for? I think I think at this point it has to be all of them. And probably <laughs> even Why teams, not all of them? Yeah. Did he play for the Expos too? So even teams that don't even exist. He played for like exist. 12 <laughs> teams? I know. I mean, that's what happens when he played for like 20 years. So. I think it's a shorter list to say who he hasn't played for. Yeah, I know that. He hasn't played against the Padres. He hit that home run off of him. So. <laughs> yeah, it, he he was an enigma. Yeah, very interesting guy. A lot of yeah, yeah a lot of interesting off field stuff that we can save for another episode. We should almost do like a full <laughs> like just breakdown of Bartolo Colon. A Bartolo Colon career breakdown. Yeah, that might be in the works. We might be able to make that happen. Yeah, look forward to the off season. All right, so next up, we kind of have to do a self-plug here. So we are doing a trade deadline show. So on the 30th, which is the same day as something that we're going to talk about here very shortly, on the 30th is a trade deadline, not the 31st. We already figured this out last time. I, I put yeah, it up sorry in Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> but 30th, we'll be breaking down all the trades as they come in. Uh, we'll be doing it for a couple, maybe a few hours. Uh, and just come and hang out, chat with us. Well, it's a live stream, so we'll be reacting to all your messages and everything. So come and hang out, and we'll have a good time. All right. So back to the show. So the Olympics are here, and baseball is a part of the Olympics this year, and that's very good news because we have some former major leaguers playing. Who do you got? Yeah, so there's six teams that are in the Olympics. Um, first off, we're going to start off with the Israel team. So you got some uh, prominent former Major League Baseball players, Ian Kinsler and Danny Valencia. Uh, uh, Ian Kinsler, Angels legend. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy that, that performed up to expectations, right? Uh, definitely. So, yeah, let's hope he can do better for the Olympic team, you know. We don't want to see anyone bring down their home country. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Danny Valencia, he's been carrying the Israel team. Uh, he actually led the tournament that got him qualified in home runs and RBIs. Wow. And then going second, we have the Dominican Republic team, which has uh, former Major League Baseball players and Jose Bautista and Melky Cabrera, and actually four, uh, top prospect Julio Rodriguez, number three prospect in baseball for the Mariners. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that'll be fun to see. Yeah, that'll be really interesting to see how he does. And then uh, you got the Mexican Olympic team. Uh, they got Adrian Gonzalez on the team and Matthew Clark. And then they're also led by uh, Efren Navarro, who's their star player, and basically just drove them through their tournament to get them qualified. Isn't he like super old now? 
Yeah, he's really, really old. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of these players are are quite old, so keep I, that in mind. Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez, I think, is like forty one now. So yeah. we haven't so, heard his name in a while. I know Dodger legend Adrian Gonzalez. <laughs> or I guess net legend, right, <laughs> for the half season. <laughs> oh yeah. And then uh, for the U.S. baseball team, we have three major league baseball players that are uh, leading that team: and Todd Frazier, Scott Casbier, and Edward Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Korean baseball team, they actually. Uh, do things a little differently so they don't have a lot of major league stars on their team but what they do is they suspend the season in the middle and they let any of their uh, players from the league can go represent their home country so that's really good stuff yeah their entire team is actually made up of all-stars wow from from the kbo so their team's just stacked yeah screw the all-star break let's just go play in the olympics every four years it would that'd be cool wouldn't it you know see like uh, tatis uh you know let otani go play for japan just see who the real best teams are yeah, get on it, Rob Manfred. I know. I think that would be great for baseball. <laughs> Wouldn't be great for their pocketbooks, I think. That's why they don't do it. Yeah, and Todd Frazier, he's really taken the reins over at the uh, USA team. Yeah, he's, I think he's their de facto team captain on this. Um, you know, he's a 40 home run guy for the major leagues. He very recently was performing at a high level at Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to be uh, one of the driving forces for that team. Yeah, he's not called the Todd father for nothing. No, and then... <laughs> I love that nickname. <laughs> Sorry, that's great. Yeah. Then uh, the Japanese baseball team, they are led by uh, Masiro Tanaka. Oh. So, I mean, everyone knows him from his Yankees days. He's gone over to Japan. He's just been tearing up the league again as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. I think right now he has a 296 ERA for them. Wow. So he's going to be their ace. Um, Japan also doesn't like Korea. So they suspend the season in the middle and everyone can go and play. So they have a bunch of their all stars playing. Man, they're doing it right. Yeah, and when you look at like the betting odds, it's uh, Japan and uh, Korea are the two favorites. That does not surprise me because they yeah. have their actual guys, like their guys. Yeah, can you imagine it? It would be like the Team USA if we had uh, for basketball, if we had the baseball players. <laughs> yeah, Team USA for basketball got beat by Australia, I think, a couple times already. Yeah, right, and I think uh, the Nigerian basketball team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're having a little rough go about it, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they can bounce back. Maybe they can't. But uh, I want to say about the USA baseball team, I've looked at that roster up and down, and I don't know 90% of those guys. It looks like if you had like a rule fight, like a like a expansion team draft, and you had to like go select a bunch of players from like people that were protected, <laughs> that, that's the roster you'd get, you know? That looks like the 1997 Devil Race. Yeah, and speaking of expansion draft, shout out to the Seattle Kraken, uh, Kraken, Krakens, <laughs> however you want to say it. Uh, the hockey team, they had their expansion draft today. Uh, pretty cool stuff. I would really love to see that in the MLB. Yeah, it would be cool to see them expand out some more. I think that all we're going to see is the Oakland Athletics lose their team. So. Yeah, that that's another big thing. I didn't write it down in my notes, but uh, Oakland is pretty much going to move, right? Yeah, that's the gist that I got, especially with uh, Rob Manfred's comments on it, where he was talking about how disappointed he was in the city council having a vote without any input from the local athletics. So that looks like it's an open and shut case. Yeah, well, we'll see what the future holds for the A's. Uh, I kind of hope they stay as the A's because that that team name just has so much history behind it. But we we pretty much all know where they're going, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I think there's a couple options, right? Is there? Yeah, because I've heard Las Vegas. I've heard uh, Sacramento. Hell no. Not going to happen. I've heard San Jose. <laughs> San Jose, I could see. But, I mean, California doesn't need this many teams. 
No, no they I, really don't. I can see them leaving. And the A's, you know, they were the Kansas City Athletics a long time ago. Then they're mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Athletics. You know, there's no reason they couldn't be the Nashville Athletics. Yeah. And before the Angels signed their deal to stay in Anaheim, I was really hoping that they would move to uh, to Vegas so that they could change their name to the Sin City Angels. I think that, that would be extremely good. Oh, man, that would be the best marketing. Can you, I would have a shirt that says the Sin City Angels for sure. Yeah. And, and the marketing out there is so good. We've seen it with the Vegas Golden Knights, another hockey team, uh, how that city just latched onto that team and held it as their own because they were just they were just vying for a sports team for so long. I know. And, and all the gambling threats were, were so big <laughs> for so long, you know? Yeah. That's crazy how like everyone just has that like mafia like idea, like, the, you know, Scorsese's casino just in the back of their head. Like, well, we can't <laughs> have a team in Vegas. They're going to be throwing all the games. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else on the Olympic teams? No, you don't just go you team USA. I hope we uh, beat the crap out of Japan and Korea on this. Yep. And uh, team USA plays their first game on the 30th versus Israel at 3 a.m. <laughs> so you night Hawks, you six people out there that'll be awake at that time. Yeah. All of the Olympics are going to be quite uh, funky on the times to say the least. Yeah, and that's not the hard part. I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there like me where if I know the score, then my interest in actually watching the game greatly diminishes. <laughs> like I have a really hard time watching, uh, you know, even replays from my favorite teams. Mm-hmm. Like if I, all right, I know they lost seven to two. I don't really want to sit three hours and watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no reason to. Uh, but yeah, the Olympics back, what was that, 2016? Didn't they do those in North Korea? Wait, in North Korea? I don't think so. They did it in Korea. I don't know if it was yeah, North think, or South. I think it was Seoul. Seoul okay. Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, like, I was like, like that'd like, be impressive. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be quite interesting. That'd be, that'd be a lot of news. It'd be <laughs> Wrong slave, Korea, my bad. Slave but, camp um, making those mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the time difference wasn't as bad for those Olympics, was it? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, I mean, when you look at like, uh, I mean, you would think so because Japan's close to the Korea, right? So I, I'm not a geography major. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine a globe in my head, people, right now. If you're watching the video, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not a geography major either. There's, all right, all right, we'll move on from the geography talk. There could be, be someone that comments like, "You guys are idiots." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Korea is. That's I'm perfectly valid. <laughs> perfectly valid. All right, so moving on, we have Alex Verdugo. He got hit by a baseball in the Yankees versus Red Sox series. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that that's a really interesting situation and in how that like evolved. Because the first thing that we hear is we just see everyone sees the footage of Alex Verdugo just freaking out in left field. He just got hit by a baseball. It's a very scary situation. You know, if someone throws a baseball hard enough, you can actually injure someone if you hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, just having a fan throw something and hit you when you're not expecting it has to be very terrifying for him. So I can see why he reacted like that. But as the situation evolved and the internet found out, people started basically headhunting for this guy. Um, you know, Yankee fans wanted to find out who he was, make sure that he could be banned for life. But as fan reports started coming out, we found out that this was a guy who was being heckled by all the drunk surrounding people in the left in left field. And they're basically saying, throw it back, throw it back for a long time until he finally gave in and throws it and then inadvertently hits Alex Verdugo. (laughs) And now he's banned from all baseball games for life. 
Yeah, that reminds me a lot like the uh, situation that happened in Boston in a series versus the Yankees when that guy got one on the Green Monster when Stanton hit it, and he threw it, and he hit Stanton rounding the bases. Yeah, yep. And I, I get why they do it. You know, that's, a, that's an insta-ban right there. But yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine how that guy was feeling. Like, you don't want to throw the ball back. You're excited. You got it. You finally mm-hmm. give in to the crowd, and you throw it, and then you hit the guy, and then everyone's looking at you like – Oh, you messed up. <laughs> yeah. See, that's one of those things where it's like, I don't think you should get banned. I at at most just throw him out of the stadium so he doesn't do it again in that game. But like if he comes back and he learns his, he's learned his lesson by then. If he gets thrown out of game, he's he's learned his lesson. Yeah. And especially like if we don't know who the guy is, just say you ban the guy and then take <laughs> him off the side and say, like, look, we're not gonna call you out, but like just slap him on the wrist right <laughs> yeah all right so next up we have shohei otani he donated all of his home run derby earnings to the angels baseball staff yeah you know that was he earned one hundred fifty thousand dollars for that home run derby and he took that entirely and i think handed it out to about 20 people mm-hmm. so you know all these people after taxes are getting like a five or six thousand dollar check yeah. And they're not earning that much money. I mean, they're probably being paid pretty well. But for a lot of people, that you know, that's a down payment for a car. That could be a down payment towards a house. That's rent for multiple months for people. Mm-hmm. Just a really generous thing for him to do. And to give it to people that were within the organization. It's just, you know, shout out to Otani. That's my favorite story of the week. Yeah, and it just goes to show how nice of a guy he is. Yeah, because he he's still basically... I mean, I know you just had that extension, but he's not one of the highest paid players players in the league. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, for him, this is a lot more money than it would be for like someone like Alex Rodriguez or Manny Machado or any of the highest paid players of all time to do. Mm-hmm. It's, a, you know, a much bigger piece of his cake. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you got to think, he makes so much on endorsements. Every player nowadays makes so much on endorsements. Yeah, and I heard they're putting him, uh, his face on pretty much everything in Japan, so... We have no idea. Like he could be making twenty, thirty million dollars a year, and be looking at one hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's like, yeah, I made that last, you know, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't surprise <laughs> me, man. All right, so to finish us off on this show, we have Yermin Mercedes. He announced his retirement on Instagram late or, uh, earlier today. Uh, I don't know if you've read it. I'll put the post up right here. But uh, he said a lot there. And the thing that stuck out to me mostly is him apologizing to other players in the league and to his um, his staff and to the reporters and stuff like that. Um, what, what do you what do you think of the situation in general? Yeah, it seemed like he was alluding to some stuff that maybe didn't make the news, uh, some off the field issues that we didn't know about. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, you know, he, he kind of fell off a cliff after having such a hot start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he had like a 400 OPS for I think the last like 30 games that he played, but he you know he also started off the year going I think what eight for eight, mm-hmm. so which as a rookie I think was the record. That's an incredibly impressive feat. So we know the guy can perform at the major league level. Very surprising. I hope that uh, you know with a lot of the mental health issues that have been going on the last couple of years, especially with COVID, that that's not the issue. Mm-hmm. And I just wish him the best in whatever he chooses. Yeah, and your mean Mercedes, he uh, had that incident with Tony La Russa earlier on in the year for uh, uh, showboating, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. It was the unspoken rules, right? Where you mm-hmm. had the delayed ending home run. And he yeah. kind of fell off a cliff after that. Yeah, I, I feel like it might have been something internal, but uh, from what I've heard, it wasn't. So 
Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you'd expect your organization to say. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not trying to have to, you know, show that the, the threads are coming unraveled in, uh, in an organization. Yep. We know that there's already been a lot of issues with Tony Lurusa with that roster. It was a very perplexing move when he was hired. Um, but I mean, I don't know. That's a very interesting situation for a guy who just comes up, tears up the league, has one bout of struggling, and then just retires. Yeah, and, and there's many things that go into somebody retiring. Uh, it it could just be a personal matter. It could be as simple as that. But uh, we wish the best for your mean Mercedes to whatever he chooses to do in his future. Hopefully he's made a good bit of money up here in the majors. Uh, so we wish him well. Yeah, good luck, man. Yeah, and that'll finish us off for the show today. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Make sure to leave us a review, leave us comments, uh, like the video, do anything you can to interact with the video, pretty much all that good stuff. Uh, and thank you again. Uh, Andrew, got anything else? Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> very interesting week. Uh, we had a lot of stuff we had to cut out. Uh, yeah, just it was a pretty wild week actually when we look back at it so yeah yeah we originally thought we had nothing to go off for this week but then we were just <laughs> like wait a minute we have too much yeah we have pages of this actually <laughs> yep so that'll do it we'll see you guys next week goodbye bye guys <laughs>